Hello and a very warm welcome to this latest edition of ED's Susty Talks. I'm delighted to be joined on the line today by our publisher's B Corp partner Seismic and one of their friends and clients Avon. So a double feature for today's Susty Talk and in discussion with me today are Amy Bourbeau, Seismic's co-founder and chief impact officer and Natalie Deacon, Avon's director of corporate affairs and sustainability. So thank you both so much for coming on the line today. Amy, I know we've worked together extensively in the past, but for those listening who might not be aware of maybe Seismic or of yourself, it'd be great to do a round of introductions. So I'll come on to yourself, Amy, and ask for an introduction to Seismic and its work. And then I'll come on to you, Natalie. Wonderful. Thanks, Sarah. So nice to be here. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Yeah, I'm one of the co-founders of Seismic. We are a sustainability advisory and we exist to change society for the better and to help fix our planet. Uh, myself and my two co-founders, Paul Lewis and Andy Schmidt, kind of came together with a very shared passion for sustainability and, and complementary expertise across B Corp, ESG, carbon, um, and just really an unwavering desire to address the crisis that the world is facing through the power of business. And we believe that B Corp is the best framework to enable that change and to enable businesses to step up and become a force for good. Um, we have a very uh, seismic ambition. Uh, we're, we're seismic by name and nature. We want to help 10 million people to join the shift. And uh, in order to do that, you know, a, a huge part of our, our uh, ability to do that is by working with our amazing clients, one of whom being uh, the, the wonderful Avon and other pioneering multinationals who are using B Corp as their, as their chosen ESG framework. Great. Thank you for the introduction. Natalie, it'd be great to have an introduction from yourself, even though I'm sure many of us will have heard of Avon, given that the company has been around for more than 100 years and that many of us will doubtless have had an Avon catalogue through our letterbox at some point. Nonetheless, it'd be great to hear more about the business and about your role there, please. Sure. Thank you so much. And I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, and great to be here alongside Amy from our partners at Seismic. So um, I'm Natalie. I head up all things purpose and sustainability at Avon and uh, Avon as you say is is well known and loved um, in the UK and in you know, 50 plus countries across the world. Yeah, the business was actually founded 137 years ago on the premise of creating an opportunity for women to earn money and gain financial independence by selling beauty products through their own social networks. So you know, back 137 years ago, that was you know, primarily through the brochure and the door-to-door -door model. You know, we've stayed true to that model, but we're now very much digitizing that and moving that online as our Avon representatives, our Avon ladies, kind of uh, we have a, a new whole new generation coming through. So a company really steeped in purpose, which is a, a really keen part of the work that we do, but also looking at how we can improve our impact on people as well as planet. Thank you for the introduction, Natalie. Um, as you mentioned, Avon has a very long and interesting history and something that happened more recently in the brand's story was in 2020 that Avon was acquired by Natura & Co, who we've spoken with on our podcast and at our events before, so you may be familiar with them. 
Essentially, they're one of the largest companies in beauty to have been certified as a B Corp and the parent company of brands like The Body Shop. So I'm keen to hear about how the Natura & Co acquisition impacted Avon's work towards B Corp certification and, as you mentioned, its broader ESG and purpose approach. Sure. So Avon is a company that is steeped in deep-rooted, really deeply felt social purpose. Um, and that stems from the business model. So you know, we're all about creating opportunities for anyone to set up their own micro business to earn and learn on their own terms. It, we have over five million representatives worldwide predominantly women and it was really that focus on supporting women on creating opportunities on supporting the issues that matter to them that made us such a great fit for the natura business and uh, kind of um uh, family of companies so uh, we became part of the natura family uh, back in 2020 but it's wonderful to be sitting alongside like, the best of the best in this area when you look at the pioneering work that Natura has done, when you look at you know, sister companies like The Body Shop um, and their kind of long-held kind of deep-rooted heritage in, in brand activism. So from that respect, Avon was a great fit because we bought something a little bit different. The wonderful thing about being part of the Natura and Co family is that it's pushed us even further and stretched us even further on our journey. So we're continuing all the great work we do on people. So we look at it as people and planet. So on the people side of things, we continue to do all we can to make sure our representatives are earning the most they can and you know, kind of really alleviating um, women in poverty in some areas, creating wealth opportunities in others. We're continuing to support women's causes. So yeah, all of that work we've done to raise and donate over a billion dollars to breast cancer and gender-based violence continues. You know, we've just hit um, having funded 17 million um, breast screenings for women. So all of that great work continues. The great thing we've really built on in the last few years is to become more ambitious and being part of the Natura and Co family has really helped to stretch us. So be starting our B Corp journey has become one part of that and using the B Corp framework as a blueprint that really guides our broader sustainability journey has been a really big change for us. Um, and it's really both the B Corp journey and being part of the Natura and Co group has also given us a much bigger push on the planet side of things. So we now have very ambitious targets around you know, getting to 100 percent reusable, recyclable, compostable packaging, for example. We're in the process of setting our science based targets, having undertaken our first baseline kind of scope three full in inventory. So. All of this work is underpinned by the B Corp journey. It's very much encouraged by being part of the family. And as I say, it's terrific being part of this group of companies who are genuinely on a mission to improve our, our impact on people and planet. Well, congratulations. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's something we found at our publishing house, too, that you can have an established statement of purpose. Um, you can have been working on culture for a long time. But doing the B Corp certification gives you a chance to really formalise some of that work and see where you could be doing better. 
Something I did want to ask about is that as we all have seen, the B Corp movement is growing really rapidly recently. There are thousands of companies certifying, um, covering almost all countries and almost all sectors. Um, so maybe I've been a bit too hasty. I think it'd be good to actually zoom out a bit, Amy, for those who may be less familiar with the certification process. Um, and then, Natalie, I'd love to come back to you for your thoughts on whether there are any specific considerations for certifying in the health and beauty sector compared to other sectors. As I mentioned, there really are loads of sectors represented in the B Corp movement. We're in publishing in the last couple of weeks. I've got emails from companies in events, beverages and finance and all manner of other different different sectors. Absolutely. So I think there's a real drive um, and an increased understanding of the need for businesses of all types to step up in regards to their ESG performance at the moment. And, you know, stakeholders of all types are becoming more savvy and more selective about who they work for, who they buy from, who they invest in, who they supply. And those expectations are rising. You know, people are more aware of uh, and more likely to call out greenwashing, etc. So there's a, a real need for companies to um, take a, a genuine, considered, proper approach to ESG, to sustainability. And I think that need is clear, but the challenge to companies is what does this actually mean for us? Where do we start? What do we actually do in order to do a good job at in increasing and improving our impact? Um, and there's a kind of a desire as well for consistency in, in approach because there's so many different routes in you could take. And so the where B Corp comes in, which is great, is that providing that kind of solid foundation for businesses to understand where they're at and what they could be doing. And and so it really helps um, for for organizations of all types to kind of use that um, understanding that they can gain through engaging with the B Corp framework, the B impact assessment, to celebrate the areas that they're doing well in, but also to identify where the gaps are. And I think that, you know, a consideration is to kind of look at those areas where there's gaps and then kind of prioritize according to what is what areas are the most material to them and their industries um, for organizations to use this inspiration to set themselves short, medium and longer term goals. Um, and there's an amazing opportunity to use the framework to not only inform your route to certification, if that's something that you choose to do, but also to just inform your overall um, sustainability strategy uh, and to build out in those areas of um, where there are gaps and, and close in on them. Mm, as, and as you mentioned, Amy, what is material in terms of ESG will be different for different sectors? So, Natalie, I'd love to ask about the specific considerations for B Corp for a health and beauty brand like Avon. What are the most pressing ESG issues facing the sector at the moment? Well, I think the beauty industry is making some really great strides forward. I think there's a lot of great intent there, uh, but we do need to accelerate further. You know, and particularly large players in the in the industry, you know, we've still got work to do when we're looking at traceability across our supply chain, for example. Um, and actually, when you look at B Corp specifically, one of the, the areas where that is most challenging is some of the areas that it uncovers around traceability, understanding of 
our suppliers and our suppliers' suppliers and making sure that we've got that visibility, particularly for a large global organisation, to, to have that visibility and to have that data and to have the systems to give you the data all the way through your supply chain is incredibly complex and challenging. So you know, a very difficult job to implement that goes way beyond intent or, or aspiration or, or what you would ask a supplier to do, for example. I think more generally in the beauty industry, we, we are making some steps ahead on areas like packaging, for example. So the beauty industry ships out about 120 billion units of plastic packaging a year. You know, absolutely obscene. Even worse, only about 20% of that is actually recycled. So we've got work to do on two fronts. One is around making sure we're using more recycled materials in our packaging. So we're aiming for 50% recycled material by uh, 2030, but also making sure that we are educating and helping people who are buying our products to understand how to responsibly dispose of them. So challenges on both fronts there, and I think particularly on packaging, for example, changing the way that we do things. So all of our formulations are tested in pack and working with suppliers who can meet the necessary safety requirements for products, make sure that the materials that we're putting in there still contribute to the integrity of the packaging and it doesn't fall apart or denigrate for customer experience. All of these considerations are, are really complex. And I think for us, that's part of a bigger look at the total life cycle of a product. So introducing more life cycle analysis, LCA, into what we do is really important because we're finding we can tackle one issue over here. So you might be looking at how can we get more natural ingredients into our product, but actually the downside of that could be a higher carbon footprint on the extraction, or you might lower the carbon value of a product, but you're actually increasing the water content. And I think one of the things that the B Corp framework encourages, and one of the ways that we're moving forward as an industry, is to start to take a much more holistic view so that we're looking at the total footprint of what we're doing. And there are some good examples of how the industry is coming together to do that as well. So we're part of an eco beauty scoring consortium. So we're part of a group of companies who are looking at actually how can you get some clearer scoring across multiple factors on product and packaging so that people understand what the impact is of any product that they're buying. So it all kind of moves towards both us taking a more responsible approach, but also helping that consumer education piece too. Mm. It's clear that an industry like beauty has fast and complex supply chains, but also that the sector itself is complex with so many players in it. To me, that really stands out that there's a strong opportunity for shared supply chain engagement and other forms of collaboration. So we've we've talked about the B Corp community, but I also wanted to talk about the certification process internally and how that's looked, because we've spoken to several other companies to have certified. And a commonality seems to be that becoming a B Corp has really helped them to change culture internally and to improve and uncover staff engagement on ESG related topics. Um, so I wanted to ask whether this has been the case at Avon and to find out how you've been engaging the staff throughout the certification process. 
Yeah, that absolutely rings true for us. It's a really big engagement driver. And also, I'm sure we've all seen the, the, the facts and figures out there around how B Corps and companies that are committed to purpose and people and planet generally tend to perform better, have better staff retention, be more attractive employers. So, yeah, there's both um, an emotional and a rational reason for doing this and for leveraging B Corp, but it's a huge engagement driver. So our teams are really interested and keen to be part of this. So in terms of our communications around this, one of the wonderful things about B Corp is it touches every area of the business. So we are engaging every area of the business as we take this through. So both top down through our leadership teams, but also very much working on the ground with the teams that are implementing because B Corp is all about lots of little actions that all add up to this tidal wave of change. So we're working through our teams on the ground. We're working with our sustainability champions across the organisation because it's also a great learning experience for them, for anybody in our organisation who is part of this journey. This is part of their own development as well as Avon's development. So a lot of engagement, communication, kind of work that we're doing around that, you know, just incorporating sustainability to be part of people's daily roles is a really important part of what we're doing. You know, we see in our own engagement surveys the importance of talking with people about people and planet, we see how important it is to our employees to know that we're taking action to make the world a better place for, for people and for, for everybody here. Um, so it creates great pride um, and it's also a real bottom up thing. So we recently had a hackathon where everybody in the organisation is involved in coming up with ideas and developing ideas and we had this amazing groundswell of support and involvement in the hackathon where we've got people who just want to stand up and be part of it and that's great as well because it means it's really owned by our people it's not something that's top down and I think that's where the great passion comes from for sustainability if people want to be part of this and they want to be part of the solution you know no one team no one senior leader has the answers this is about all of us working together mm, of course and seismic have actually written a great blog for us on the business case for becoming a b corp so i'll make sure to link that in the news bit that goes with this recording amy to finish out i'm sure we've got a little of I'm sure we've got lots of people listening thinking this sounds great, um, but how do we do it? Where on earth do we start? And I'm sure some of those listeners will be from established firms like Avon, multinational firms like its parent Natura & Co. They may have seen a lot of newer, smaller firms certifying and thinking, well, how do I go about this? And I wanted to ask, what would your advice to those businesses be? Absolutely. So. I would say uh, advice to, to companies thinking of going on this journey is is to to not wait. You know, don't wait to engage with the framework until you've decided if you want to pursue certification. There's there's so much value uh, to extract from the framework, irrespective of if you want to certify in the short term. Uh, it's the B Impact Assessment is a free online tool. Go create an account and and uh, and dive in it'll help you to learn so much about your organization um we're really impressed with the increase in the number of large corporates who are 
who are engaging in the in the process and obviously led by trailblazers like Avon and Natura and Co. Um, but more and more as the as the community grows and, you know, I've been fortunate to uh, be a part of the community since there were five B Corps in the UK and the way that now coming to, you know, 1200 plus B Corps in the UK, the way that the community has evolved has been really wonderful to see because there's more and more companies who maybe don't fit the um, the obvious description that you might have in your mind of what a B Corp looks like. Um, and and that's because, you know, the this is accessible. It's it's a it's a framework to help you to improve your performance, but also it is meant to be something that is inclusive and that in, in, encourages all companies to improve their impact. So so just dive in. It's it's for everybody, and I think um, for specifically for large kind of complex organizations, one of the things that's really um, necessary and and value and a valuable kind of output of going through the um, assessment is that it helps you to join up your approach. So oftentimes, and Natalie kind of spoke to this a little bit before around the kind of data gathering challenge, um, oftentimes for large organizations who are spread across multiple locations, the the challenge starts with not actually deciding what you're going to do, where you're going to do, but understanding what's needed and kind of joining up your approach across uh, across locations. So having an engaged team who's informed and who can feed in on all the different corners uh, of the business across different teams, across different locations is really necessary uh, to get a, you know, first of all, to get that really confident understanding of what your current performance is uh, and to kind of unify your approach to gathering insights and addressing impact across the business and from there you know it's kind of uh working to to build in those gaps and you know there's no quick fix this is going to be something that takes time and it's going to take patience and flexibility and that's absolutely okay you know it's it's definitely a case of progress over perfection the most important thing is is to kind of get started and um and that positive impact is being considered and, and driven and, and created. That makes sense. I love the thinking around the idea that it might be a time consuming process, but the time will pass anyway. So we might as well start now and not let perfect be the enemy of good. So I'm going to close off this conversation on that positive note. I know you're both really busy and I can see now how time on this call has just flown by. So thank you for such a great discussion and thank you for coming on this episode of Susty Talks for ED at 25. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thanks, thank Natalie. You.